Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on Monday morning, the 5th of December, 2022. I'm Andy Eubank, the Hat Podcast, brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Coming up, the latest Indiana farm news, including renewable fuel standard volumes, an update on that, and events in China impacting our markets here. Those markets were mixed on Friday, only beans up. We have analysis on the way. And Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin has a mix of weather conditions in the coming days on the Hoosier Ag Today Monday morning podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. And it's always like clean oil because most of my stuff leaks. (laughs) To agriculture. We go from the cute and cuddly phase to the not so cute and cuddly phase. You can cuddle with them at 290 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably against your will, I'm guessing. And, well, other things. He calls them all variable costs. That's bull. (laughs) They're not variable costs. (laughs) I think you meant to say that's fertilizer, right? Staying on topic. Listen now on all platforms. Volumes are now set for the renewable fuel standard and how Chinese protests and COVID lockdowns are impacting the markets. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Well, the EPA last week finally came out with proposed renewable fuel standard volumes for 2023 through 2025. The ethanol industry says it's pleased despite no growth in the conventional ethanol target. Eric Pfeiffer reports. A clear pathway for sustainable growth and an upward trajectory for clean fuels. That's the take of the Renewable Fuels Association and Growth Energy on EPA's long-delayed RFS proposal. But RFA CEO Jeff Cooper admits the three years' worth of targets for conventional ethanol growth are modest. Some growth is better than no growth. Uh, So to to see the proposal today with growth, albeit modest, we, we think is a positive signal. The American Soybean Association expressed deep disappointment, citing insignificant volume increases halting any growth for advanced biofuels outside of biodiesel and cellulosic biofuels. But Cooper says having three years' worth of proposed RFS volumes is a plus for the biofuel supply chain. We see it as really creating a, a clear pathway Uh, for the future of the renewable fuel standard and finally creating some certainty and stability. Cooper adds that EPA's proposal leaves room for sustainable aviation fuel and boosts changes for legislation to allow year-round sales of E15. It's really going to stimulate the marketplace to rapidly expand its offerings of, of E15. And that's, again, that's why it's so important that we get a permanent resolution to this ridiculous summertime barrier that has slowed growth in E15 in the past. EPA says the proposed rule would reduce U.S. oil imports by some 160,000 to 180,000 barrels of oil per year with energy savings of 200 to 223 million dollars per year. EPA must finalize its proposal by next June 14th under a consent decree reached with the ethanol industry. 
I'm Eric Pfeiffer. Here's your holiday reminder that it's just about time to put out the milk and cookies for my big night. Ho, ho, ho! That's right. Just take a picture of the milk and cookies that you leave out for Santa and post it to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag SantaDrinksMilk. Use all your social media and be sure you tag at INDairy along with hashtag SantaDrinksMilk. Now let's see those pics with hashtag SantaDrinksMilk. Ho, ho, ho! Well, you may have read about the recent protest going on in China over their harsh COVID lockdown policies. Market analyst Rick Hollister with the Andersons says those protests and China's ongoing long-term zero COVID policies are creating a lot of uncertainty in the grain markets. That uncertainty in China creating volatility, not just in the grains, but also in the um, crude oil markets and the, even the metals markets, because um, China is a big producer of certain kind of metals for these newer style batteries. Hollister says it's too soon to tell whether the situation in China will ultimately help or hurt trade with the U.S. You could make a case that the protests or cracking down on the protests could mean China will come back and buy more food and feed products in the world to keep inflation under control in their country and try and keep their populace a little happier. You could also make the case that there's enough turmoil that the last thing that they're worried about is importing more grains or what the price of grain is around the world. Hollister says the Chinese government is handling the protest far differently today compared to the deadly Tiananmen Square protests held back in 1989. It will be interesting to see how the the communist government responds. So far, they've been pretty restrained, other than locking up people in in unsafe conditions. But as far as the actual clamping down on the protests, you know, we haven't seen like Tiananmen Square where there was there were just a lot of people that were killed in those events back in the late 80s. So uh, we'll see how this Communist Party president uh, works through it with his country. According to the USDA, China is now the largest buyer of U.S. ag exports. I'm C.J. Miller. Who's your ag today? Timely, relevant, credible. Come and see the future at the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, December 13 through 15, Grand Park Event Center, Westfield, Indiana. See the equipment and inputs you will need in 2023 and the technology you will farm with in 2033. Free admission, free parking, free seminars, and on December 14, free breakfast. The Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, December 13 through 15, Grand Park Event Center, Westfield. Details at indianafarmexpo.com. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. As we move through this week, we're going to be looking at a mostly dry start. Sunshine and clouds are going to be the calling card for your Monday with temperatures a little bit above normal for this time of year. No one's complaining at all. Clouds getting a little bit thicker over central and southern Indiana overnight tonight into tomorrow. I won't rule out some spits and sprinkles. Again, rain, mostly I-70 southward for your Tuesday, and I don't think that we can rule action out again on Wednesday, particularly in the far southern tier counties of the state. Temperatures, though, do stay a bit mild through midweek. Now, Thursday, clouds increase. We do have rain coming for the final two days of the week, Thursday and Friday. Right now, I'm looking for combined totals to be anywhere from a quarter to one and a quarter inches with coverage at 100% of the state. The heaviest part of those rain totals are going to be in the southern half to southern third of Indiana. The rain finally ends as probably some sloppy wet snowflakes later Friday afternoon and Friday evening. That leads us to a 
partly sunny sky for Saturday. Clouds coming back on Sunday. Chance of rain and snow. Liquid equivalency is mostly three to four tenths or less. 80% coverage across the state there. That means in northern tier counties, I won't rule out, according to an inch or two of sloppy wet snow accumulation. And then as we go into the start of next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we turn colder, but we get sunshine to come back. It looks like a dry week for the most part all of next week. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. Soybeans higher, but not corn and wheat. This is Who's Your Ag Today and the Friday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. The review is brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct, the Eastern Corn Belt's fastest-growing independent seed company. SeedGeneticsDirect.com for pricing and more information. I'll have settlements from Friday grain and oilseed market trade coming up. First market analysis, which I secured near the end of trade, from Brian Basting at Advanced Trading. Let's start with soybeans, which on Thursday sold off significantly under pressure from soybean oil. Was that sell-off with this higher move on Friday maybe just a bit overdone? It feels like it was a bit overdone, Andy. We had uh, some news out from regarding the uh, renewable fuels uh, projections for the next few years here in the market had more of a knee-jerk reaction maybe it wasn't wasn't quite what they were expecting in terms of the volumes of, of fuel there but um, it, it feels like it was a bit overdone there on, on Thursday and and we're seeing a bit of a recovery on Friday still a lot of weather concern uh, as we speak here Andy in Argentina some very warm temperatures uh, moving in next week for the crops down there. Friday, corn and wheat futures tacked on to their Thursday losses in a pretty significant way. Why? I think we'll start with corn, Andy, and we're looking at a very weak export program. And the USDA supply-demand report out is on Friday, uh, December 9th. We anticipate the USDA to reduce the U.S. export forecast from its 2150, that's 2.150 billion bushel forecast in November We just aren't seeing the sales volume and the shipment volume to justify that number. Tremendous competition at the moment from Brazil. Brazil has actually started shipping corn to to China as we speak. Uh, And we're also seeing Japan back off in their purchases from the U.S. So uh, the market is coming to grips with the possibility that we may be seeing a carryout increase in Friday's uh, December 9th. uh, a USDA supply demand report, again, an increase in the corn carryout projection. Wheat exports continue to be quite weak also. I'm not sure the USDA will make any adjustments in the supply demand report as exports are already historically weak, but um, we're just seeing uh, the U.S. be non-competitive, as it were, in both those world markets at the moment. And the dollar index, which can certainly impact these ag markets, has been all over the place as well, even fluctuating quite a bit after a Friday morning jobs report surprised analysts. It has been weaker the last several weeks. Uh, the, 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 um, the dollar index, as you mentioned, after it had gone to historic highs earlier this fall, um, perhaps that was a bit overdone to the downside. I, I, we're going to have to see how this whole uh, economy, job situation, Andy strikes or shakes out, I should say, 
as we move into early 23. I think there's a lot of moving pieces yet to, yet to be determined. The Fed's going to meet here mid-month to decide what they're going to do with interest rates. The, the widely held perception is they're going to increase the rates again. The question is by how much. Um, but regardless, the dollar probably overdid it a bit to the downside. Uh, and I, you know, it, it may be poised to stabilize a bit here now moving into the uh, mid-December. Brian Basting, economist at Advanced Trading. You can find him at 309-664-2314. Now, settlements from Friday, 15 cents down on December corn, 635. March, 646 and a quarter, 14 and a quarter lower. A jump in beans, January, 1438 and a half, up eight and three quarters. March, up nine and three quarters, 1446 and a half. And December, wheat 737 and a quarter down 21 and a half the meats did go higher february live cattle 15587 up 45 february lean hogs 9042 up 122 and a eubank here with a reminder it's the indiana farm equipment and technology expo at grand park in westfield indiana december 13 14 and 15 presented by agri financial and reynolds farm equipment lots of great information lots of great products on display hope you'll join us free show and free parking this is who's your ag today indiana's farm network